You are listening to the Speech Uncensored podcast. Join us for weekly discussions diving into all the particulars of communication, voice, swallow, and cognition with tangible applications to the world of medical speech and language pathology. Resources and a discussion guide in specially curated show notes are on speechuncensored.com. This week's topic is speech therapy through the eyes of a patient with aphasia. Jeff Hamilton is our featured guest this week, and we're joined by Jeff's speech therapist and my friend slash colleague, Melissa Curley. This is such a wonderful opportunity to hear about the impact of our work from the patient's perspective and get some pointers along the way about what we can be doing better. My name is Leanne Porter. I'm your inquisitive host, and I hope you're ready to get your nourish and flourish on. Super excited for today's episode where I get to sit down with a good friend of mine and colleague, Melissa, and we're going to have a really good discussion about what it's like to experience speech therapy, not as a therapist, but the other end of things as a patient. So I'm going to turn it over to our esteemed guests today, Melissa and Jeff. I want you guys to introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about you, who you are, where you are, what you do, and then we will jump into our topic today. Welcome. All right. Thank you. I'll go first. So my name is Melissa Curley, and I am a speech and language pathologist. I work in an outpatient setting in Colorado, and it was during my time working in this outpatient setting that I was able to meet Jeff, who is the other person that is joining us today. Jeff, do you want to say a little bit about yourself? Hi, my name is Jeff Hamilton. I live in Colorado Springs, and I, I... I met I met my voice lady. <laughs> I always say the wrong words, you know, but but she's taught me a lot. So I like I like I like helping her. She helps me a lot of things, teaches. Awesome. I love it. Me too. Yeah, so let's jump into our discussion today. Melissa, I want you to outline what we're covering. What are the areas that we're going to be discussing today with Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. So I thought it would be really helpful to hear the experience of somebody who has had a stroke, who has gone through therapy to see what their experience is like. So we're going to be talking with Jeff about, first of all, just his timeline, what happened with his medical event and his exposure to speech therapy in the different settings. And also like the things that he's found easy or difficult, just kind of his commentary about his experience through speech therapy. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and begin. So let's start off with that timeline then. Okay, well, it was three years ago I had my stroke, and um, I don't know what happened. It just happened, and then I had to stay at the hospital for a month, and I couldn't talk to nobody. I, I couldn't talk. I mean, that, that made me, I was really mad then. I was mad because I I'd be telling people something, they'd look at me like, what the heck are you doing? Or saying something, you know, and I was just mad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, do you and, remember a lot from that time? Like, do you remember being in the hospital? Yeah, I, I, I remember at the hospital, I just wanted to go home. and They wouldn't let me go home. I was mad about that. I wanted to go home. I didn't know. I thought I didn't. I, I, I thought I was okay, but I didn't realize I was, I was pretty bad. Uh-huh. And then... Um, and then they finally let me go home, and then I met to uh, the, the, the place I'd have to go 
work with people there, you know. And outpatient, outpatient. I went there, and I that lady. I had a new lady there, and I don't know. She and her and I, we didn't, we didn't meet very well, you know. I and maybe it might have been my problem because I'm so mad. I don't know, but maybe that's it. But we didn't meet along really well, and then. You know, like a month, or a year later, I met her, and things were good then. I started to listen more <laughs> and, and listen to what people say, and that's what I like is with her, what she really helps me learn better is if I'm starting to say the wrong word, she, you know, now I learn I don't have to say, get mad all the time. I just say, okay, wait a minute. I'm saying the wrong word, and then I can try again mm-hmm. and say the right word. And, and people, they listen and they wait and they just don't, because sometimes that's what makes me mad at people a lot, is they immediately just start talking, like I'm trying to say a word and they're like, oh, you're saying this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, so I just be quiet. Yeah. I think you brought up a good point that like you said you were really mad for a while. And one person that you were working with, you maybe didn't get along with. I think it could be both of those things. It could be that it just wasn't a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you weren't as receptive. Yeah, able to kind of hear what she had to say. I mean, there can be a lot of reasons. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think probably happened, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad anymore, you know. I, I realized, you know, I finally realized I have a stroke and I have aphasia and I'm being part of my life for the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm good, you know. I I just gotta tell people what I'm saying. And if I'm saying the wrong word, they gotta listen for a second and why well, figure out the right word. Yeah. I think that's a really good thing that you and I have been talking about is like trying to let people know how to help you, you know. Yeah. Like the ways rather than just talking over you or telling you what the word is, then the things that are helpful to you. Yeah, exactly. You know, it it's it's amazing. Um my 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 kids um, they're starting. They're Nikki's twenty-five and Gabby's twenty-two, and so. But but now they 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 give me a, a test. Uh, like if I'm trying to say something, I'm saying it wrong. They'll 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 say the very beginning question, and then I'm gonna be like, oh, and then I say the right thing I'm saying. So now they've kind of started doing that at last. I don't know why they started learning to do it. I guess they listened to what we you would say, and I'd come home and tell them, "I got to learn how to do this." And they must have listened to it because now they take, you know, they, they don't tell me exactly what I'm saying. They they, they make me say, "Are you saying?" You know? Yeah. Jeff does an amazing job with just that first sound, that phoneme initial cueing. He knows what he wants to say, and then when you you just get that first sound, then it clicks, and you yeah. get the rest of it. But I want to go back a little bit and talk about back when you were in the hospital. And so I wanted to know if you can remember any of the things, like any of the people that you worked with, not like the specific people, but like, do you remember any of the things that they were trying to help you do or anything that you found helpful or particularly frustrating during that time? Well, my foot, my foot was off a little bit, but it, but it was okay. So they used to make me do walks a lot and do all that. And then one thing there that I did not, that I thought was made me feel like I was a little kid, is they had to teach me how. And I already knew how to take my own showers. Uh-huh. And they had someone in there, and they're like, "Oh, you got to learn how to, you got to learn how to talk." 
in the bathroom, use a shower. And I was like, oh, I don't need that. You, yeah. you know, I said, I, 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 I told that, I told that guy, I said, I said, I don't need to learn about showers. Uh-huh. I said, I got, I said, I got to learn how to, my foot works. That's all I need. Fix my foot. That's all I care. And and I didn't realize my aphasia had came in either. I really didn't realize it because I'm just talking to stuff. But inside my head, I was talking. But what I was saying wasn't talking to other people. So they're like. Mm, so what was coming out was totally different than what was in your brain. Yeah. So I thought I was saying the right words right off the bat. So I thought I thought I was fixed on that. I thought I was, I was good on it. Then after a while, I finally uh-huh. learned it. Yeah. <laughs> I say the wrong words. <laughs> I remember one thing that you mentioned recently is at the time, you, you said that when you were in the hospital, you felt like no one really talked to you about what was happening. Do you remember talking about that? Yeah, that, um, that really pissed me off because they just, you know, they're like, oh, you, you've had a, you got sick, you're good, but you'll be good now, you're good now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all they said. And then I, I asked my mom and I and my girlfriend and I said, "Hey, talk to the doctor, see what happened, you know." Uh-huh. And they're like, "Oh, they just said you had a stroke." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "But now, you know, I've read all kinds of things in the on pictures on t well, on, the, on, the on the internet. I've read all kinds of things, and now I know what happened in my stroke. You know what I mean? And at the very beginning, they just said, "Oh, you had a stroke." And so one thing that we talked about is, like, I, I wondered, is it possible that they gave you some information, but at the time it was you weren't able to remember it? I don't think they did. I don't, okay. I don't, I think they just, you know, realized that maybe they realized, you know, that I was already pretty sick right now and that I wouldn't learn, listen to what they're saying anyway. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to do it. You know what I mean? Not yeah. Waste their time on it. Yeah, that doctor, the doctor at that hospital, I do not. That guy, I did not like him. Mm-hmm. I, but then I, I was probably mad and yelling a lot. I didn't realize I was yelling so much. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I don't like to yell. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that when you were in the hospital, so you felt like people really weren't telling you what was happening. Do you think that like if they gave you like something to read, like something to look at so that if memory was a part of it, if they told you something and you couldn't remember it, if you had something to look back at later, you know, to help you try to understand, do you think that would have been helpful? Yeah, I think it would have, you know, because, I mean, on the, um, I go into the the thing and I look at all kinds of things here and help me figure stuff out, you know. And just since this is a recording, I want to clarify yeah, yeah. that you're on your phone and you're looking at your, what is that? Um, Facebook, um, my Pick, well, I go medicine, my medicine yeah, stuff. Yeah, so that's your portal on your phone to be able to look at your medical records. Yeah, so if I go there, you know, and um, they'll they'll show me all kinds of stuff in there that I like. Um, I forget the wrong thing I'm trying to say right now. Uh-huh. But anyways, I like on my stroke, it, it, there's a thing in there that, that says the doctor said, oh, you had this, this, and this, real fancy words, yeah. you know what I mean? So the doctors re-report? Yeah. Reports, yeah. 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 And so, see, I just got that and found out about that probably like about a, six months ago. Now I read and read that stuff all the time, and, and it takes a while because i got to look back and read it again. Like, what does that mean? And then I, 
I, I, I set it down, and then later on I try again, I read it again, and pretty soon everything that it says is coming in my head. Uh-huh. What yes. happened? I have, to, I have to brag. You guys, Jeff is so clever that there's things that we didn't even talk about in therapy that you just figured out. So, for example, with navigation on the phone, Jeff will get on there. He knows where he wants to go. So say he wants to go eat someplace. He'll go find it on navigation and then look up the menu that way and be able to like talk with family about like, I want to go to this spot. And I was super impressed by you doing that. And so how you're describing of you independently decided to learn more about what happened to you, what the doctors were saying. So you got on your portal and you were looking up the medical information, like the medical notes. Yeah. So you could learn more. Yeah, exactly. I kind of, I wish that they would have, talked to my mom or my girlfriend one time and said, hey, this is what's happening and everything. Instead, they just said, well, he had a stroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. And so I think a takeaway for me is that if I have somebody who their aphasia is pretty severe, I think that it's important for me to try to figure out what are ways to help that person. So is it pictures and providing information and maybe in that moment they can or cannot fully understand it, but they have something to keep looking at and, um, educating family too so everyone can keep talking with that person about what happened yeah i think that i think that would be a good thing Uh you know so after the hospital then you went to outpatient rehab and the first person that you worked with it just wasn't a good fit no and then did you take a break or is that when i came then you came okay so i just happened to take over right then yeah and then we've been together for a while we've got our stuff with at the very beginning with you and I, you know, we used to take pictures and I'd have to draw all the different pictures, you know, and then I'd come twice a week, you know, and I'd come and she'd like, okay, you did good on that one and this and that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then and then, and then, I started getting better and better and now she started finding other stuff and now, now I don't draw pictures anymore. We, mm-hmm. She thinks of all kinds of things. She's like, well, let's figure out this, you know. Yeah. Like how to write, talk people, write people on the phone or write people on the computer. How to text. Text, how to text. Yep. You know, she taught me how to text and stuff like that, you know. Uh-huh. So initially we were using kind of a lot of workbooks and we were doing some fill in the blank kind of things. You do an amazing yeah. job of being able to copy information. Yeah. And so that was actually really helpful, I think, for knowing like if you have the resource in front of you, so say you go look at a menu, then you're able to put it into a device or something like that. Yeah. So at, at first we were doing a lot of worksheet kind of things, but then we started to transitioning into more things you could use every day. Yeah. One of them was using a lift. Do you want to talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, riding, right? Getting a, a ride. You know, you got to have money and to get a ride. And I went, I go to that a little bit once in a while, not that often, but... You know, I know I learned how to do that. That's good, too, because I was kind of scared at that before. You know, it's like, oh, what if I'm off by myself? I don't, you know, because see, that's the only thing I get scared of now. Mm-hmm. I feel like a little kid on that is I'm like, if I get lost, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. But but she's teaching me all kinds of things that I don't have to worry about. I can just use a computer mm-hmm. and then do, 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 and it'll send me. Give me a ride, you know, and stuff like that, you yeah. know. I don't, if I say, I don't have to worry about getting scared. I'm not scared, uh, lost. I don't have to worry about being lost. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You well, know? I'm impressed. Like you use the navigation like better than many people I know. So I think that <laughs> if you were someplace and you didn't know where you were, I think you'd be able to pull out your phone and figure out where your home is. And like you said, yeah. use a, a Lyft service or Uber yeah. to get home if you needed to. Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, it's like um, this one thing that'd be real cool. It's going to happen as soon as the bad medicine from across the country comes out, gets done with it. The, are you talking about COVID? COVID. But um, the the thing in Cal- Mexico, uh, Cal- I forgot. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about on the west side of the, of the country? Yeah. It's, like well, Cal- that place that, that, that I, I got, I'll go for five week, days. Oh, are you talking about the cruise? The cruise? Not the cruise, the other one. And next, now, oh, wow. Las Vegas. Yeah. Las Vegas, there's a place, there's a thing that makes all the people that have had strokes go on the computers and talk to each other. Uh-huh. And they're going to go to California, no, not yeah. Las Vegas, yeah. and for five days and have all different things like that. And I was kind of, at first, I was like, man, I'd love to go do that because I, I, I go by myself. I, you know, I won't have anyone to go with me. I was like, man, I'd be kind of scared. And I was like, wait a minute. You know, I got I got my new little thing that has, if I want to say the right words, is there and stuff like that. And I was like, your, hmm. your communication. Yeah, my communication thing. And I was like, hmm, I got that. So I can figure it out. And so I'm going to go do that. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Well, I am. Yeah. Can I back up and kind of explain a little further about yeah. two of the things you're talking about? So one, yet another way that I'm impressed by Jeff, he on his own has figured out this like super cool, like there's some aphasia retreats that exist. And so Jeff found a cruise and he found a Las Vegas retreat and was like, yeah, I want to do this and I don't need anybody else. It can be for families to also help learn and support, but it's something that he's thinking about doing on his own. So we've talked about what that would look like and how he can navigate in the airport, the things to kind of help support with that. So I was way impressed that you figured out this stuff and that you're interested in going. And then the other thing that he was commenting on was an AAC device. So uh, pretty, pretty recent that we did a trial with the Lingraphica device and that has been pretty helpful for you. So how to use the device to help with those situations when there's some like communication breakdowns. Yeah, you know that's that's the that's the thing now I realize is I just gotta realize if I'm saying the wrong words, I just gotta take a break and then say and then try the next word. And if I still miss it, like you know, now people are listening to me very very good. They understand that I've had a so now they're like and they're not immediately try help well no, they don't have to answer the question right away. They they're like, Are you close? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think one comment I've noticed you've made in the past is that before you felt like you didn't even want to try talking sometimes because you just felt like people would talk over you or like, you know, you weren't patient. What what do you think changed that made you feel like now you're you're ready to try and that you're willing to try? You know, I don't I I guess what I think happened is I got tired of being a little kid. I, you know, all my life, even as a little, little kid, I didn't need any help to do anything. I always, you know, even as a little kid. And so I think, I think at first I couldn't do anything. So I needed everyone to do stuff for me. And, and then all of a sudden I think I 
realize, hey, wait a minute, I'm not like that. I'm a, I'm a man now. I don't need. So I think that's basically what happened. I'm kind of what I'm saying is what I want to say. It's kind of close, but it's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think that you, yeah, you've always been pretty independent. Yeah. And so then to have the stroke, and then a lot of people needed to help you for a while. Yeah. Um, I think it was hard. Is that correct? It was yeah, exactly. Like, and I know you've mentioned just talking to people that you didn't know was hard because it wasn't easy to say things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so it would better just not to talk to anybody or nothing like that. Now I realize, you know, unfortunately, I got to talk to people. Mm-hmm. We've talked so many times about how you have to be so clever when you have aphasia. Because you know what you want to say, but for for us, it's just easy just to say what we want to say. But you have to have all these roadblocks, and you have to be really clever about figuring out what's the right way to actually to, yeah. to go around it instead yeah, of yeah, exactly. I, I always go around, but I but eventually I get there. Yeah. Um, so one way that you've been talking with people more is in restaurants or or with food. Do you want to yeah. talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I go to restaurants now and. Get lunches and breakfasts and stuff, you know. And how how did you do it before? I wouldn't talk. I I would I would like tell my wife or my mom, whoever was with me. I'd be like, and I just show them what I wanted, and I wouldn't. And then I'd like here's, and then I'd say, you tell them. Yeah, so you, you know? point to the menu for yeah. whoever's with you to order for you. Yeah. Now 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 at least I'll go up. You know, I'll go to people and I say, okay, we're having. I'm having a breakfast, I'm having lunch, uh, a hamburger with chili on it, you know? So you might, you'll, you'll try to say it verbally, and then what happens if you can't get out some of the things that you want to say? I show them a, a, computer, a piece of paper, I show them a thing your, that, your de- device, I show them my device, and then I'm like, and then it'll tell me exactly what I'm saying. Uh, so... Jeff is able to, um, so you will find like, all right, I want to go to Arby's. Yeah. And then you will go on your navigation and you'll find yeah. an Arby's and then you'll look at the menu and then you'll put that information into your own device yeah. because he's able to copy so well. So like Jeff, you, you, there's so much of that that you've done completely on your own, which is just so cool. So let me clarify, like when Jeff finds menu items that he wants to order. He's going over to his AAC device and editing it to enter in this new information to be able to order in person. Correct. Yeah. yeah. All right. Go ahead, Jeff. I know, right? I'm I'm so blown away by that. Yeah. So before he goes to the place, he's like, you know what? I want, I know what I'm going to eat. So I'm going to put it in my device. And that way you say what you can say. And then if it's not coming out, then you use your device to clarify. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty, um, it's a good thing for people like me that have had aphasia, you know. I mean, it's amazing the thing that they've learned. It's a good thing that we get, we give it to people now. Mm-hmm. Another, yeah, yet another way that I'm impressed with Jeff is you have gone online and you figured out some groups. You want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, yeah, I, 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 I do a, a thing through the computer, uh, Facebook, Facebook is where it had it. And then there's like all different kinds. Once a day, on every day of the week, you know, they have different classes there. And everyone comes and and they go on the computer and we talk to, to each other and ask questions and stuff like that. It's really cool. 
So Jeff actually showed me this. <laughs> this was not me showing Jeff. Jeff showed me this. And the one that you use the most is through Lingraphica. Yeah. So they have a calendar that has different activities given the day or the, the week. Yeah. And then they also have Facebook group too. And I think there's yeah. more than one group that you're a Facebook yeah. group that you're a part of, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So and social media is also something that you weren't doing before. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. You know, could I? You know, it was funny because like the last year or so, I finally got where I could talk to people. Because before I, I, I just listen, and so on the computer, I go on the computer, I just look at things, you know, and then I finally learned it talk with people on the computer and stuff like that, you know? And it was weird. All of a sudden, about a year ago, I said, enough of that. And I started going and listening. And, you know, like a lot of times when I go to the classes, you know, if I might not talk to everybody there. I'll just listen to everybody. But but then I, but I, I at least talk one time to everybody. Yeah. I, I say, I got to talk at least once. Mm-hmm. That's, even if I just say, hey, guys, how are you doing today? Oh, just about messaging, typing, or texting. Is that perfect? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of knew the answer, but how does that go? <laughs> it's kind of funny. If I if I write on a computer or on, on the fo- phone, I'll have like five different things that I'm trying to say until I say the right word. Uh-huh. And I just I just write it out anyways. And, and I'm like, people, they just now understand it like, Mm-hmm. And then eventually, you know, it's funny. I, I say all different kinds of stuff, wrong words on, you know, off the bat. But I come to it immediately. I, um, it's something I've learned to do. I've learned to listen to what people are saying. I mean, like, I, you know, like with my brother. You know, I'll say the word and I'll say five different times. I'm saying something, whatever I'm saying. I'm saying the wrong words. Mm-hmm. And then, but, but, but. So the first words will be the wrong words, and then the last one finally gets right. I finally get the right thing. And then, then I'll put it on the computer, and then they'll cut, send me back. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what you'd say. No problem. And they'll tell me. They don't even immediately pretend like I said the wrong words. Well, so one thing that you use is instead of typing all the time, what do you, you use the voice? Yeah, voice. I use the voice on it. Voice to text feature. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I use so them. you talk into it, and it does the typing for you. So that kind of helps it for some spelling difficulty. Yeah. And you're right. Sometimes you, you might say, like, um, do you want to go to food on Friday? On Friday, on Friday, it's on Saturday. Yeah. But, so there's still some mistakes, but you're able to make your message understood. Yeah. 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 People now realize I'm coming from the beginning. So they just like, they, people laugh at it now. They're like, okay, we got you. Uh-huh. They're laughing with you, though. I think yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. They're laughing with me. Yeah. And one thing that we we have done in the past too is um, made a script for you. Yeah. So when you first started getting back onto social media and and like responding to people, we made a script for you as far as saying that you have aphasia and you have a stroke and that sometimes it's hard for you to say exactly what you want. Yeah. You know, like we came up with the things that you felt like you wanted to say to people so that you could copy and paste it. And yeah. that way people kind of knew ahead of time that it's not going to be perfect, but you know, you know, but you're when, still participating. When I did that, was like I'd been out two years since I had my stroke, and um, we sat down and because I because I I was trying to figure out how to tell people in in the computer in the Facebook that I had a stroke because I hadn't talked to anybody in two years, you know, and mm-hmm. and so I was like, man, how do I? So I I I was trying to take pictures of it and write. Right, but I'd always say the wrong word. So 
I kind of had a close of what we were having a day. One day we were talking, and she's like, "Here, I'll help you." And so she wrote it, wrote it down, but she made me say the right words and stuff. She's at least get close, you know. And she's like, "Is that what I'm trying to say?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." What you're saying. Yeah. So we made the script writing into a therapy task. Yeah. In which you said what you were saying, and I wrote down exactly what you said. And yeah. then you had to, we worked together to fix it so that once we were done, it was all cleaned up and what you wanted to yeah. say. Yeah. And then, um, and then I put it, I put it up through Facebook. And man, I, I tell you what, I was amazed. Um, I didn't realize I had so many friends because for the last two years, I didn't think I had any friends at all because nobody ever talked to me or nothing. And I thought, man, all these people that I worked with and all that were my friends because they hadn't called me or talked to me. Yeah. And then, and so when they read through that, I, I was amazed. I mean, it was like 300 people sitting there thinking, oh, that's what happened. I'm sorry to hear. Well, good to hear you. Good to, but you're here now. We'll start talking with you more. Yeah, I think sometimes people just don't know what to do, you know. I, hmm. Either they just figure, like, they probably need their space, you know. I think people just, like, do I reach out? Do I not reach out? You know, I think yeah. people just don't know what to do. So, And you also, there were times where you couldn't type or use the twisted text, but you might copy and paste articles that you thought were interesting that had to do with aphasia or whatever yeah. else. So yeah. you could still kind of communicate some of your interests in yeah, so that I way. You know, I've learned, I've learned quite pretty much, I mean, I realize who I am now, and I'm good with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, I think, I think that I'll still be, I still have a couple things I got to learn to do, so I still got to work with you on still, uh -huh. you know, but, but other than that, life's good. So, actually, that's a good segue as far, well, before I even jump into that, I wanted to ask, when we first started doing the social media stuff, were you all on board, or do you feel like you were a little reluctant? Before my stroke? Or no, after like uh, when when I was suggesting that you should oh. post something. Do you <laughs> feel like you're like, yeah, or do you think that you were a little reluctant? It would take a while for me to do it. Yeah, I feel like you were a little hesitant because yeah. it was hard. I, I kind of pushed you a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I always try to put it in the context of, like, I want you to do what you want to do, but I want to push you to. Yeah, yeah, that's what I like about you. you and I think that's something that's a, a teacher that, 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 that you guys ought to think about to help people that had strokes like me, like that, you know, is, you know, you'll tell me, like, you know, I'm supposed to get a new job, a job, you know, and um, and every day you tell me, well, so how did your job go? Did you go do that yet? And I'm like, oh, I haven't done it yet. Uh -huh. You're like, okay, well, maybe you can do it next week. Uh huh. So, yeah, so, now is that segue of, like, things coming up. Something that we've yeah. been talking about was maybe you getting a job, if it's volunteering yeah. or if that's even if something small. Yeah you doing a job and so that, yeah. that's one that is still a little intimidating and yeah. that we're still working on and then also COVID did so that put a wrench in things yeah that messed everything up yeah but so do you what do you think about getting a job now um i want to get a job here as soon as i think my i think i'm pretty much good for it you know i just i gotta go I got to go to the place and start talking to that place because I got to do different classes there. Yeah. You know, so. So to explain what the place is in Colorado, there is, I'm going to probably mess this up, Department of Labor, Division of Labor, 
it's, I can never remember exactly, but uh, labor and rehabilitation. So basically, there's a department with the labor and employment where they work with folks who have had disabilities. They do some testing and they help them identify like challenges they have and what they're interested in. And then they help pair them with jobs within the city so they can go back to work. So that's the thing that we've been trying to connect to. So you can see like what's available and what resources are out there. Yeah. So. We learned a little bit of stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> I love hearing that it's like, it's a journey for the both of you. Mm-hmm. One person isn't setting the course and the other person's following, like it's a joint trip. And then sometimes someone goes off, like Melissa, you talked about, like Jeff just went off, figured these things out and made progress for himself in these areas that were important to him. Mm-hmm. And then like you were able to take that improvement in that work and continue to like help it grow and flourish and address it to other places. So I think like what you guys have really shown me here is a really great partnership. And that's Mm -hmm. what we're looking for when we find these patient and therapist relationships, like they, they work best when they're in partnership like this. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to be able to push you, but with the things that you want to do, because yeah. it's not about what's important to me. It's about what's important yeah. to you. Yeah. You're not like the boss. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Any other topics or areas that you wanted to cover? Also, let me just take a moment to say what an amazing discussion so far. Like you guys have really hit on some super important things that I'm really excited about sharing with our SLP community. Like this has been a big gift. Thank you so much, Jeff and Melissa. No problem. Yeah, I was really excited to do this because not everybody is as motivated as you are, Jeff. Like, it's just so cool to see your journey because initially, like you said, you were really mad and you were really resistant and not, I mean, some things you just didn't know were issues. And then like, it's kind of like you had to accept who you are now compared to like what you, how you were before. Yeah, exactly. I had to I had to learn that that's who I am now, and I'm still a good guy. Yeah, absolutely. So the fact that, you know, aphasia, that there's roadblocks or there's challenges that are part of having aphasia, but then also identifying, like, what's you holding yourself back? And, you know, like, not letting you hold yourself back from going and getting a job of making new friends, even, you know, much less talking to your old friends and just being a part of your community. Yeah. So I think that there's still, like, work to be done. But I'm just so impressed by how more and more you're just open to trying new things. Yeah. So I will, in the show notes, provide some links to a few different things that we've talked about. And some of them was, like, pulling graphical resources. They have a virtual connections calendar. And so that shows like a bunch of their um, ways that they get together, which is something that you use. The National Aphasia Association is an excellent resource and they have some online communities as well. One of the cruises that you were talking about is Cruise for a Cause. So there's a link to that and maybe some of the aphasia Facebook groups, as well as just some aphasia eval and treatment resources that are not exhaustive, but just some examples. Excellent. Those will be really helpful. I'm excited about like sharing those with our SLP community so that we can encourage the people that we're working with to connect to other people and experience what it's like to be in a community where people know what you've gone through and they're walking that path as well. Like that does a lot for people. So yeah. You know, Jeff, as we've been talking, there's been times where you've mentioned some things that like you wish people had said or, you know, done. But I just kind of as a recap, what would you want speech language pathologists to know or 
to think about when they're working with somebody with aphasia. And it's going to be different for every person, you know, but what do you feel like you would want them to know? I guess, I don't know, it's hard to say, well, hmm, that's interesting because I, I don't want to sound. Um, no, you have to say whatever you feel because I, this is like the opportunity, yeah. like we have our perspective and what yeah. we think, but you get to say whatever you feel. Well, and, you know, I've looked at the first, I looked at the first lady that worked with, and then I look at you, you know, and I'm like, hmm, you know, and I think the thing that for me is to realize for the teacher, the people that work there, school, the speech, speech uh -huh. therapists, um, I think that they just make sure they remember in their head that if someone's, so it takes a while to figure out what they're saying, so just give them, give them a break, but don't, but you know what though, I like about you is you don't treat me like a baby. You make me, you're like, come on now, you can do that, do that, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I think a lot, of, I think maybe a lot of people that go in there just, you know, people just, oh, you had a stroke, um, poor baby, and I'll take care of you later, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you don't do that, you make me learn stuff. Oh, so kind of pushing you a little yeah. bit, yeah. Yeah, so but I think that's something that, I think that you guys can make sure you remember. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Treating people like the adults that they are, treating them with dignity and remembering that, you know, they have the language disorder. They need some extra time to process and to be patient. I'm a big fan of, of wait time, yeah. you know, just giving people that moment, that expectant pause and letting people gather their thoughts and, and offer up whatever kind of communication that they can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything else, Melissa, Jeff? No. I don't think so. All right. This was excellent. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys carving some time out of your days and joining together and preparing this talk and sharing it with us. This is a really big help. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Thanks for listening to the Speech Uncensored podcast. Be sure to check out those show notes and discussion guide on speechuncensored.com and post a thoughtful review on Apple Podcasts so other SLPs can find this podcast and join us on this journey. I want to give a shout out to my brilliant audio editor, Laura Miller, for her awesomeness. I appreciate you. And I am so glad that you, the listener, have decided to spend some time with us. And I hope that the material we've covered today has nourished your mind so that your practice can flourish. Now go out there and be awesome. Awesome.